The following podcast contains explicit language, toilet humor, adult themes, dick jokes, gluten, fat, preservatives, and people running with scissors. Listening to this podcast could make a shindig break out. Maybe even a hootenanny. That being said, it's time for Live, Laugh, Lollygag, your weekly cockamamie game of grab-ass. Now your hosts, Worm and Squints. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time once again, Live, Laugh, Lollygag. Why don't you just bring you? Uh, the intern brought me an alligator skin uh, end table for my drink. Why don't I get a fucking table? You have a desk. Intern, I want a table! I don't, I don't have a use for a table. I just want a table. If you get a table, damn it, I get a table. You got to be pimped out like me. My, my I want a fucking skin. table. This is I can't work under these conditions. Well, bye. We got four guys that will take this spot. <laughs> four guys that have no idea how to run a podcast. Five guys. No. You don't know. Yeah, you don't yeah, know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently 10 years ago tonight, uh, a um, one of... Honestly, honestly, my favorite bar in Monroe ever. Not only because they brought in you know awesome concerts almost every weekend. I also work there, and it was the place that I went to hang out. Pretty much, if I if I wasn't working somewhere, I would be there. Live Oaks Bar and Ballroom. Of course, it closed down. Uh, how, how long ago? Officially. Uh, why don't we ask the man that would okay. know? All right. So Ryan Watts is here. Yes. With with a uh, very stylish cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Please yes. don't light that in the studio. Oh no. Absolutely not. Can you get up to the microphone? Yes. <laughs> Very talkative, are we? Absolutely. So, uh, so, so what? What was the date of the of the close down? Close down. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> the, this last one. The last uh, one. Uh, well, the one that the one that did it in COVID. Okay. Yeah. Two yeah, days before St. Patty's Day. So, okay. Fifteenth. Uh, yes. That did it in. Fourteenth. Fourteenth. Okay, so so that is uh, that is Dustin Underwood back there. Michael Gonzalez is Hello. here as well. What's up, guys? So um, so it was uh, it was COVID that, that just kind of kind of wiped it out, and it, honestly, it wiped out a lot of things. Well, the government told us we could put a pizza maker in there, and we told them f that because <laughs> we're yes. not serving food. We serve live music. We serve live music and, and liquor. The liquor. That's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, honestly, dude, it broke a lot of hearts. Whenever. Y'all had you had to make that post that it was that it was going away. Oh, oh yeah, COVID, we didn't even heart. make a post. We just shut it down. God. So there wasn't even a post. We never made a post. It just COVID, no. COVID the big post down. was made when uh, Underwood took that stage down. Yeah, Matt, no. Uh, oh, well, that was yeah, personal. That was never that. on the live Oaks page. Well, was it May oh. 2018? That was that was for me. <laughs> okay. Did I just hear a fart? No, no, but you might later. Okay. No. All right. Cool. All right. Well, anyway, the uh, yeah the. The nail in the coffin was was COVID. Okay, and, um, and that was the nail in the coffin for a lot of things. To be honest, uh, absolutely. So I got to be honest with you, I uh, I don't think Monroe has been the same since Live Oaks closed down. Please explain. We don't go out anymore. I got a baby and Ron. dude, I don't either. That's Damn. the thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Let's do like a catch up and see what everybody's been up to. See what you know. Kind of introduce we'll get, everyone. We'll we'll get into all that here oh. in just a little bit. So, okay. So, so Watts, tell uh, t- tell everybody what you've been doing these days. No, I was saying what I what I had was kind of later. Well, I got a little uh, little small fast food restaurant. Yeah, uh, yeah. It serves some crappy burgers. Yeah, Cra- crappy burgers. Uh, no. Tamales. Yeah. Yes. Tamales and Tamales. and yeah, those. <laughs> yeah, those fast steakhouse. food. Yeah, let me tell you. Watch wine spirits. Shout out to those eat place. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> got those. Watch wine spirits. Things are going going pretty decent. Yeah, good. After after suffering through the COVID mandates. Yeah. 
and all the other crap. Yeah. Uh, but we made it through. You were just about as tired of it as I was, I know. Yes. You know, with, you know, Governor Everett. Anyway, we're not going to get into politics. Oh, so the, uh, I the, love him. <laughs> yeah, totally. So uh, the, the next man on the panel over here is Michael Gonzalez. Doctor. Also, also oh, Dr. Michael Gonzalez, also known Doctor. as Gonzo. So, so what are, what's been going on with you lately? Uh, well, I think that COVID killed my bartending career. Yeah. So, well, let me re- let me rephrase. I retired from bartending. <laughs> AKA he got married. Oh, penicillin yeah. killed um, your bartending. I career. recently, well, a year ago in December, I got engaged. I had a child eighteen months ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, life has took a drastic uptick uh, for the better for me. You know, I've always had the career aside from bartending. Yeah. But, uh, he got a baby. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a kid. I'm living living the dad. I'm, I'm living the family man life, and it's actually amazing. Yeah, is it not refreshing? If, 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 oh my god, for lack of a better <laughs> term. Yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. I miss the the crazy wild and crazy nights, but you forgo those things. For, you know, for stability, I would say. I got to be honest with you. I don't even miss the wild and crazy nights. I really don't. Yeah, same. I, I mean, I there was uh, there has been ever since I stopped working at Live Oaks. There's maybe been twice that I've tied on a good one, and I just I, I'm too old for it now. Oh, amen. It's, I mean, it's too risky. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what, what do you what do you do for a job though these days? Well, most people know that I'm still in the army. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's what I was getting. In, in January, it'll be 18 years. Wow. Um, so I'm two years toward i'm two years from potential retirement will i absolutely not uh, (laughs) i mean it still pays your bills you know uh, yeah man uh yeah careerist for sure i mean the insurance is too good and like i said i've got an 18 month old so he's he's gonna live that insurance for quite some time absolutely and and then i'll hang it up yeah and and i'll go home and work at home depot one week (laughs) just i'll work at a different place every week and then quit just say i can i'll wear the old man veteran hats (laughs) like like you see everywhere thank you for uh, your service sir uh, yeah i wanted to thank you for your service michael gonzalez (laughs) thank you for saying that he loves (laughs) he loves that in case you guys haven't noticed yet so the next man over here on the couch on the on the big orange couch uh you do do people even know your real name unless they have you on facebook just a few (laughs) (laughs) so uh this guy right here this guy right here is uh he has he has been working in bars longer literally longer than i have and i've been since i was 18 24 really Wow. Okay. <laughs> twenty four years. Twenty four years, and he's still getting 34. hit on by twenty four year olds. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So his name his 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 name is Sweet. Uh, if you guys have been to a bar in Monroe, you know exactly who this guy is. Yes, he's still doing the same thing. He never retired. COVID did not stop him. <laughs> he was finding places to work. But uh, so COVID, so COVID called Sweet. COVID called Sweet. So you know what? So you haven't changed your 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 line of profession at all. Right. You know, no, I still do it. I mean, people still call me to do it. Yeah, I'm in there. You're still able to do it, so so you're just going to gonna keep it. on doing it. Now you have how how old's your daughter now? Sixteen. Sixteen, yes. dude. Wow, my kid's fifteen. So I feel you. Yes, sixteen. Right, have you uh, have you had to threaten threaten any little boys yet? No, no. You I haven't mean, done the whole. You have, th- you ever th- made love to a man? I think. Would we, you like to? We took out the uh, we took out the dad on that. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't you haven't had to clean your guns in front of any boys or anything no, yet. No, we're, we're all good on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I still do it. People still call me to work their places, and yeah, I'm not gonna turn down money. Absolutely, you know, it, especially whenever whenever nothing happens that night, it's like free money. You just get paid to stand around. Yeah, just sit there and look pretty. You yes, know? just sit there and look pretty and get hit on by every every mom in the building. 
moms and the daughters. The moms and the daughters at the exact same time. He's got stories he won't Sweet is a MILF magnet. So we're gonna we're gonna be talking to Sweet here just a little bit about some of his favorite his favorite uh Bow, well, bouncer stories because he was he was the head of security at uh, at Live Oaks. Now the next guy over here on the couch, he was there from Live Oaks's inception, right? Day you were one, there day I, one. I opened and, the doors, I locked the doors. Yeah. So time. Dustin Underwood, sound sound also uh, manager as well. Now you're doing something. You got the best part. What booking agent? Booking agent as well. Part. He he also booked all the bands that you guys went and saw at Live Oaks. Now you're doing something a little bit different these days. It is. It's unique, but I'm enjoying it. I'm kind of kind of in the same spot that uh, Gonzo is. We forgot to pull out during COVID. Oh, and I have a, I have a one year old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so uh, that that damn snowstorm during uh, Valentine's Day got me. Yeah, <laughs> can't go nowhere. Warm, huh? Nah, jokes aside, I have an event center, so yeah. uh, I, I I rent it out. Um, I give them a key, and instead of working till three or four o'clock in the morning, I get to go home on a Friday and Saturday night. So it's there you go. It's pretty stellar. You know, the, uh, people people pay you to use your venue. <laughs> they pay you a lot of money to use their use your venue. They lock it up and everything, and you come back the next day. Yeah, uh, sometimes I sit there. Uh, it, it it just varies on the situation, but it, it's 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 unique. People told me I was crazy for opening an event center during COVID, Andy. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, why are you opening an event center in COVID? Well, I've been working in downtown for ten years. I don't want to stop now. As I'm passionate about downtown, so yeah. I'm still there, and that was a way for me to secure a spot in downtown. Yeah, and and, and, and I'm proud of you for doing that. Now, um, yeah, are, are you still books. doing? Are you still doing all of the uh, all the collection the collecting things? What you, uh, Comic yeah, book stuff yeah. like that. Um, I've had to move a few things during COVID because of um, not being able to work. My career's yeah. gatherings, and I can't do gatherings during that. So I sold a few things here and there. I got you. But no, I definitely do. I've, I've done a lot of traveling this year um, on some high end stuff for that. So it's okay, really cool. All right. What, what was the? Uh, what would you? T- did you tell me what was the largest amount in New York when you? Uh, like, uh, I was yeah, babysitting. Yeah. I was say, don't play down how good. And well, you've done in the. Uh, oh no, I I was comic. there because of somebody else. My brother's the king of that. Dude, right? I saw that video where he, where he was talking was was chilling with Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki and Absolutely. and the guy that uh is the leader of or uh, the owner of Golden, which is the largest auction house for sports memorabilia. Nice. It's yeah. huge. Uh, I was in New York. I was it's kind paid, of a big deal. New York. I was paid to travel there and paid to work it. Uh, but I was watching about a fifteen million dollar collection, and it wasn't a bunch of pieces. It was a couple small pieces. Really. Yeah. Wow. And then we walked down New York in a with a with a plastic bag with all these things in it because they forgot to leave us the the case to <laughs> take it home. In. So we're walking down New York Street with fifteen million dollars worth of product and nobody know they thought it was like groceries or something. In I mean, a plastic bag. You kind of have paper to bag. There. It was actually a paper bag. Dustin, nobody's gonna rob you. No. I was like, dude, why <laughs> so don't you call my me? Facial hair. <laughs> fly me up there. I would have robbed you and split a wee. <laughs> if I'd have known that was gonna be the case. I'd have called you and be like, hey, get to New York right now. We can do, we you can do this. You could have got me for security, man. You know? See, there you go. Sweet sitting right by you. You could have just hired him. You hired me for your size security. <laughs> well, we didn't realize we were going to be taking I mean, care honestly, of it. Honestly, though, think about it. Uh, Underwood carrying a sack in, in New York. Walking down the street, I mean, I'm, sur- safe, I'm it was surprised. The safest way. I'm surprised people didn't people didn't just rush him anyway. They think he's the lead singer of Nickelback. Oh mother! I don't so. listen to 106 now. Y'all still play Nickelback. Now. <laughs> Look at this Nickelback. That was a Havard joke. I was waiting on Havard to be the first one to Look make at that this joke. Paper bag. I like Nickelback now. Wait, what? I'm cool with really? Nickelback. I'm cool with Nickelback. All right, let's go, guys. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> now, I, I I will not say that I'm cool with Nickelback, but I as I'm getting older and I'm starting to play them again. I really think we gave Creed too much shit back in the day. Oh yeah. Well, apparently there's this whole new genre of like uh, 
Dad, dad rock, rock is what they're calling it. Yeah, that's, that's called Pearl that. Jam. <laughs> I, well, I mean, yeah, Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam but then, but then your your Creed, Mile Prison, Limp Biscuit, Nickelback, things like that are all in there. And hey, yeah, I'll, I'll actually I'll like it. Song. I mean, yeah. Don't hate me for the love of Celine Dion. I will. Damn it. <laughs> Havard loves when Celine. When you touch me like this. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, whenever we come back, uh, what, what, what did you want to? Did you want to ask Watt some questions? Yeah, we got some questions for each one of these guys actually, and we're going to reminisce a little bit and do a little uh, behind the scenes stuff. Okay, so we'll start with Watts coming up here in just a few minutes. Hang on. Live, laugh, lollygag. Your weekly cockamamie game of grab ass. Your hosts, Worm. Uh, I don't remember. I would do. Uh, what was it? Um, and squints. I had to kick a guy out for having a, a, a massive erection. I said, hey, man, I tapped my shoulder. I said, hey, we've got several women complaining. It's all about safety. You want everybody to have a good time. Um, and he turned around and he goes, I don't have time for this. And his uh, his dick uh, through the sweatpants touched my belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> Love that story. It is Live, Laugh, Lot of Gag. Doing a little reminiscing tonight. Of course, it is the 10-year uh, anniversary of Live Oaks uh, Bar Ballroom opening up. Now it's no longer open, of course. But... Just kind of doing some uh, some reminiscing. We've got a whole bunch of uh, old employees here. And, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Watts, what, what, is it, what is it with your deal with the thing with the cigarette hanging off your lip? It's an oral uh, asphyxiation. He's in character. Okay. Ghostbusters. I'm, I'm so glad that I asked everybody in this fucking room the question, and, and Watts was the only one that didn't answer. Damn, Feisty. Right Jesus. Right racist, <laughs> um, it's Ghostbusters. <laughs> we need to get worm laid. He's looking right at me. <laughs> I'm just like I ask him a question and then Underwood answers and then Gonzo answers. No, it's 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 Ghostbusters. He's looking right right at me, Ray. Oh, okay. Thank Uh, you very much, Miss Lippy. (laughs) (laughs) So you had some, you had just some questions that you wanted to ask Watts, right? I did have some questions, and then I'm going to ask Ron Watts a few things, and if anybody else has, you know, wants to play off of that, that's fine. Um, Not everyone listening might know Ryan Watts, the man. Um, but, uh, first, Shit. uh, tell us your background in bars, uh, primarily bars. Uh, well, it started at Rio Cafe. Microphone. Rio Cafe. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> little, little Mexican <laughs> hole in the wall. You can hear yourself. In- and then Mickey's. Okay. Mickey's. Wow. Yeah. Way back Mickey's, in the day. Mickey's. Way back a little bit. And then a little small hole in the wall called Blue Monkey there Tavern. There it is. Blue Monkey okay. Tavern. That's Blue it. Blue Monkey Tavern. Yeah. yeah. I've got a story about that place. I have a lot. Okay. Yeah, we, can, I, we, we can tell those in here in just a little bit. I promise you. we got plenty of time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, right, all right. Next question. All right. So uh, why did you open Live Oaks? Like, what was your plan or goal of opening? That's a, is that, is that a heavy question? No. Not, okay. not really. Actually, it wasn't a plan for me. It was. It went back to every other business ever opened. Andy Eaton called me up. Andy, a person, not named Les Eaton Eaton. Um, and we went ate at Enoch's, and he asked me if I wanted to open a bar again. And I said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then he told me that he had acquired property at a certain place called Miskies. Yeah. And we said, "Oh my God, yes, we've always wanted that to be a lot, lot of venue." Yeah, because it's it's a huge venue. Yes, but the structure of the place it was the very way, unique. The way it's laid out, the roof, the the layout was perfect for a, for a music venue. I always thought, I always thought going to Miscues that it was it was it was. I mean, it was wasted by just having pool tables in there by yeah. not having a stage yes. none of that shit it all it yeah. had was a, was pool tables and a bar actually it is andy andy had a vision about that and i agree with him that the place needed to be something more 
that it had such a unique, unique layout that would be perfect for music. Yeah. And I went, why the hell not? Yeah, might as well. This is just stuff I've always wondered. We were just always too drunk or pissed off at each other to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, or it was 3 a.m. where you're ready to correct. go the fuck home. Yeah, or 4 yeah, a.m. Yeah. So yeah. then this, this gonna, I'm, I want to ask, I want you, each one of you to answer, but I want to hear his answer first. What was the favorite concert and why? Oh, shit. Favorite concert? At Live Oaks. <laughs> uh, well, it's Can hard to narrow it down to one. I'm going to tell you mine. <laughs> Then I'll give you time to think about yours. All right. Mine, uh, by far, was the Scott, we- Scott Weiland show. Uh, I was fucking y- dumpster fire that was. Yacked out of my mm. mind. So was he. I, but I, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're as whacked as Scott Weiland was, uh, I promise you. And I think Michael might remember this, or Underwood yeah, for sure. one thing to say about that okay. after you say that. Yeah. Um, someone was like, uh, hey, you get to meet my sister. Uh, I didn't know this was her sister. I'll see if you can guess who it is. Said so she's always, in, and I, I was telling Michael, but I think it was you, Michael, or Rex. Uh, and every she's cool, but every time she comes to the bar, she only waits until it's busy, and then she asks for a fresh squeezed lime margarita. Oh, it's yeah. like eight or twelve oh, uh, yeah. limes, and uh, she's kind of a—I hate to use this word, uh, but not really—a little cunty. <laughs> uh, so this person introduced me to her sister, and I'm yacked out of my mind. It's my birthday, I think, and uh, I said, uh, "She goes, hey, this is my sister." I said, "I know exactly who you are. And I think you're a cunt." And I slapped her margarita out of wow. her drink and walked away out of, her, out of her hands. This is before you work there, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, second favorite concert is Alien Ant Farm, POD, uh, for my birthday. Power Flow also had Sin Dog from uh, Cypress Hill in it. Uh, watch your turn. You want to call him? No. Sin Dog? Yeah. Right now? Got his phone number. <laughs> uh, he has no idea who the fuck you are. <laughs> There's no way he remembers you. No, he knows me. Oh, you sure? I'm sick with that. Okay. All right. Whatever. Uh, so, so what What was your favorite concert there? It's hard to In the microphone. In the microphone, Watts. Um, In the mic. There you go. My favorite concert is really hard to hard to say, but I will say the only time that I ever got really starstruck. Uh-huh. Um, all the shows I saw, I witnessed this. There was one person that I saw that I absolutely lost my shit. I out of the out of the blue, out yeah. of the blue, out of the blue. Billy Bob Thornton. No. I'll let I'll let uh, Underwood finish this out. <laughs> I've never seen Ron shake like a leaf ever, yeah. ever except for one time, and that was Phil Anselmo yeah. from. Pantera. Pantera. Mine is mine is kind of like that. Whatever hell yeah came and I and I met Vinnie Paul. Yeah. Vinnie fucking Vinny Paul, yes, bro. Yeah. The reason I yeah. picked up drumsticks in my life was Vinnie Paul. Star Trek, Star Trek. I was always working. No, I was never starstruck. I always had conversations. When with when I walked up, I here, here's pretty much how it went. <laughs> I walked up to, Vin, to, to Phil and Selmo and went to say hello, and it came out. You're you're Phil, and he looked at me and went. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 I, yes, I am. What Ryan's not saying is he had an hour and a half to prepare for this conversation. <laughs> Just standing in front of a mirror. Total <laughs> of rumple mans. Everything completely out. No idea what happened. Wow. Completely lost. lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but because, I mean, he, he, like, you see him on music videos and stuff like that. You know that he's a big dude. But the dude's like six foot three, jacked out of his mind, and his voice is exactly like he talks. In, Hell yeah! In, in <laughs> just like walk. that, brother. Like like him saying, "Walk on home, boy." That's how he sounds whenever he talks. Hey man, how's it going? But for me, when I walked up to him, it was all the years of growing up. Yeah. Hear, hearing him, yeah, hearing him. My brother loved him. Loved and that him how now. you started playing drums was to that. Uh, that was yeah. Vinnie Paul was the reason I picked up drumsticks. No, he, he's still talking about Phil Anselmo. Yeah, but the band I mean, Pantera. Oh yeah, Pantera. Yeah, the but band. so for me to to meet Phil, 
I absolutely got starstruck yeah. and out of the blue. Yeah. Well, I mean, away. it happens, man. It happens. Uh, I, I, w- I would say, hell yeah, you said uh, Phil Anselmo's band. What about you? So, I had a great time. Don't say Puddle Mud. Don't say Aaron Aaron Carter either. No, I'm not. I've got soon. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, So, I had a great time when Seven Dust was there, but that's only because I ended up partying with LeJean. In the back shack. Well, yeah, but then I blacked out and woke up next to a homeless guy. (laughs) This is a great story. but I would love to hear it. Okay. I would love to hear it. Absolutely. First story. First story of the So night. I was not even involved with Live Oaks at that time yet. And this is on a Wednesday. And me, Chris McBroom calls me up randomly. And he's like, hey, dude, come uh, come watch Seven Dust with me. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I would love to do that. Because, you know, like the week before, I think Seven Dust was down in New Orleans or whatever. And they came up through Monroe. And it was a, it was a Tuesday night, was it not? It was a Tuesday. Yeah, it Tuesday. was a Tuesday. So long story short. First time or second time? First. The first. First. Yeah, first. So, um, you know, me and Chris McBroom and a couple of other Die guys. Die hard Seven Dust fan. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, oh, ama- and an amazing local musician. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, when him and Brandon were playing together, uh, that was one of my favorite local bands. But, Built uh, for Speed. Say again? Built for Speed? No. No. Uh, no, 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 no. My bad. Correction. Way different. Yeah, but anyway, so me and Chris McBroom ended up getting pretty drunk. Uh, Harrison and Rex were working the bar, and I was ordering. Oh, like, y'all got a, drunk because Harrison and Rex were working? Surprise. No, I got drunk because <laughs> I wanted to get drunk. <laughs> but I was drinking like obnoxious drinks like Gin Rickies and, and like freaking like, just really annoying so that Rex would have to do really hard work. And, oh, uh, he loved you. Oh, yeah, and he leaned in on him, and I was like, oh, my God. Well, I ended up like I was – who was the the band that played before Seven Dust? I can't remember, but uh, Pop Fiction, Pop, before no, Pop, Pop Fiction, Pop, Pop Evil, Pop, Pop Evil. Evil. Yeah. What a lot open if you really them. think they about that. They played that song uh, Diamonds by Rihanna. They had a, their own version of it. Yeah, uh, Farewell to Fear, maybe was that them? Well, me and those guys maybe. were hanging out 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 back in the smoking area drinking, and it got to the point where midnight was coming around. And and keep in mind, this is a Tuesday. I've got to work the following day. And there's still 400 people in there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I blacked out. And, and at this time, at this time, I lived within walking distance of Live Oaks. Did I walk home? Absolutely no. Not. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Where did you go? Y'all Somehow, I found fucking Willie down by <laughs> the river. <laughs> His words, well, not mine. And uh, I woke up. You guys know where River local local play. Well, it was River and Rail then. Now it's yeah. whatever the Rose. hell it is. Shout out to that place. Um, so I woke up behind that place, and uh, it was about seven thirty-seven in the morning. Yeah, approximately. And rain was hitting my face. And uh, you know, best night of your life. Yeah. Well, you ask the question immediately when you wake up in these circumstances. Where the fuck am I? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't expect to get an answer because it's a rhetorical question. Really. <laughs> Says you down by the river, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Yeah, no, exactly. have a van. There's a lot of expli- uh, explicit, explicit, explicit. What's the fucking word I'm trying to say? Ex- expletives. expletives. There you go. So uh, Willie's. Don't ask me. I was like, look, man, I gotta go. And uh, look, I'm gonna wrap this up. But there's, there's like a whole other story after this. <laughs> okay. time, but yeah, seven dust. <laughs> <laughs> Now, sweet, dust. sweet. I know, I, I know, you're not super into live music, but what what was one band that really impressed you at well, Live Oaks? I mean, the I'm into live music. Fights. It was just more. I didn't know who the fuck was playing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ever. Okay, time. but uh, <laughs> and didn't give a damn. I'm gonna tell you my worst. Okay, was yeah. Billy Bob Thorne. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, we, we, whoa, whoa, whoa! What? We turned the club over twice in one night. 
because I'm like, <laughs> hey, the dude I, stood I, in one I position all this. damn night, just standing there for like four hours. I'm like, dude, all right, I'm about to throw him off the stage. <laughs> but the one that I did like the most was probably Mark Broussard. Yeah, Broussard. Oh, yeah, Bru- yeah, dude, Broussard's always uh-huh. great. I think that was probably the, the most packed night. Him and uh, him, him and Corey Smith both. Every single time they play, like yeah. they they bring the house down, man. Yeah, I mean they were. It was, it was packed, and I mean, it, I, it kept me busy, but that was a live ass concert. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, he he pretty much shows up, shows out anywhere yeah, he plays. Yeah. All right, Underwood, what you got? Well, that's the answer I've been waiting. I on. had to do the number. Oh, you're, I don't know if I can even answer it still. Uh, but sweet, the reason that you had to work your ass off that was the only night that we did 500 people before 10 o'clock. They got drunk and left, and then we did 500 people after because it was the fight nights. Oh yeah. So we I did. We that. did almost a thousand people that night. The reason I didn't come is because I was working the fights. You never come. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do all the time oh. by myself. Anyway, Ever doesn't. All right. So my favorite concert that that's a that's a tough one because I was always working them. I never got starstruck, even though I had a bunch of a bunch of people that I loved. I mean, uh, between uh, Candlebox and uh, Fuel. Candlebox Fuel too, yeah. was great. Uh, who else was great? I mean. Phil, having Phil was great. Seven Dust, Seven Dust. That was the loudest concert. Seven Dust with the drummer. Our yeah. best per, best performance on our stage ever was the drummer. Just yeah. there was that was the one time where there was dust from the bricks on the sidewall just blowing back onto the drummer. <laughs> yeah. And then the drummers just bouncing drumsticks off the fucking brick wall and then catching them. I mean, it was killer. Um, uh, uh, a band y'all probably don't even remember, Sean James. He was amazing. He has um, like 80 million views from covering uh, Frank Sinatra and a few others. Yeah. Uh, Goodbye June was amazing. Yeah, Goodbye June was really 12 good. 12 Foot Ninja. 12 Foot Ninja 12 Foot Ninja was yeah. like insane live. I'm going to th- I'm gonna throw out some honor- honorable mentions here. Nothing more. Nothing Nothing more was killer. I just went and seen him in uh, Hot Springs. I meant to go, but I, I completely <sighs> forgot I and I didn't have the money. And they, they killed that, that claw thing or whatever, that scorpion tail. Yeah. They're rocking it every time. What you got, sweet? You know who else I like was Hank. Was it Hank Williams? <laughs> oh, Hank III. Third. Yeah. Hank yeah. III. I don't know Hank why. Hank III was killer. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why Hank 3 was killer. This is some behind-the-scenes stuff. Hank 3 showed up. He worked longer than anybody else in the entire band loading gear in. This is the megastar. Worked every second. While people people took breaks, he worked it. Exactly. Then he got on stage. He worked all four acts or three acts, whatever it was. Ash Jack, uh, Hank 3, and then Wait, something. what was the name of the, the opening band? Ash Jack. I, I, I could be wrong. It's Hank's Ash th- Jack? Yeah. Oh, Ask th- Jack. Yeah. Okay. No. No, ass, ass, ass Jack. Jack. But I, ass I could Jack. be confusing the names. It was okay. three. It, it had three anyway, different bands. He go, played for four hours straight. Yes, and then when they got hours. done, he loaded everything out while people even took breaks. And I asked the tour manager. I was like, "Hey, dude, why is he doing that?" And he's like, "His daddy looked at him when he was fifteen and said, I gave you a name, and that's all I gave you.' So that motherfucker's just always worked success. Wow, like, he impressed me. Nice, and that, dude. And that's a compact a, story. Yeah. But see, the the crazy thing about about <laughs> Hank the Third was. His first set was like the older country Hillbilly, sound of music, yeah. and then his second Hillbilly. set was like sludge metal. Well, it was, it was three, nuts. It was three sets. It progressed in the sludge metal. The guy that uh, here's the drummer for that band. Right before he went on, he's like, "Hey, bro, in contract, I get four Red Bulls." I was like, "What well, do you want me to bring them to you, like space style?" He's like, "I need them now." <laughs> he chugged all four Red Bulls, and then you got up there, and if you watched his feet, you couldn't keep up. Wow. They were so fast, your eyes couldn't see them. Wow. Yeah, that's, so, that's there, there's uh, a lot, man. I couldn't I couldn't honestly answer um, uh, who my favorite band was, but there, Volbeat, there's a bunch. Uh, Volbeat put on a good show, didn't they? Cro- no, Crobot. No, Crobot. No. Crobot. Crobot yeah, was Crobot, the last yeah. rock band we ever had. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, were, I drove them around. I was there. Uh, whatever you call it. Another uh, 
another honorable mention that I'm going to have to say, uh, Jackal. Yeah. Puts on one hell of a fucking show. It smells like the neediest band ever dealt like with. Your ears. Wait, what? I had four ears. different people talking at one time. Unless you liked your ears. Jackal, oh. Jackal required the most the most extensive uh, sound. Ja- Jackal was... Um, they blew the place out. Produ- Production-wise, the first time they came, they hit me Way up with like, hey, we need as much power as possible as the building can handle. And I was like, look, dude, I got a, I got Chris Kidd, greatest sound guy in Washtenaw Parish, Northeast Louisiana. Um, but it's all power. And he's like, ah, we really don't want that. I talked him into it because that's who we always used. And they did the show. They were a little happy with it. They were as needy as all get out. And it was okay. At the end of the show, the guy even called me on stage. And he's like, hey, guys, this show wouldn't have happened. Just threw me major props. The second time they come, they called me. and was like, hey, uh, we're not using uh, powered speakers. you gotta, you got to find racking stacks, stuff from the 80s and 90s. Wow. Was like, what? And, it, I mean, it's true power. And they... Blue. I mean, it was it was louder than Seven Dust, honestly. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the band Jackal, be... though. One of the coolest things about Jackal, they went old school, and their writer said, I need purple Pedialyte, 800-milligram 800, 800 ibuprofen. Yeah. <laughs> I need one chainsaw. One cha- no, no, one chainsaw <laughs> chair. And, I had, and, and the one chair bar could stool, not have screws in it. Wooden bar stool without any screws in it. Without any, I had to, The only place I could yeah. find a bar stool that didn't have screws in it was... um. I think it was Office Depot. Yeah. I think Office Depot had a wooden peg. <laughs> How much of a fucking bar. idiot did you look walking into Office Depot? You're like, I need one bar stool that doesn't have screws in it. I called in exactly. advance. They were very, they were very. <laughs> actually, how cool did it look for, for Jackal? Dude, he put, they I mean, so to be honest, as, as needy as they we were. We need they, Pedialyte. Yeah. We need ibuprofen. And a chainsaw. And a chainsaw. <laughs> what works. instrument do you play? And did you up your insurance chainsaw. to a million dollar coverage? It's already there. Oh, what wow. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, there was lots of. I mean, I'm sure there's lots and lots that we're forgetting about, but <clears throat> the majority of the the awesome concerts. Now, do we want to do worst concert? I mean, I can tell you right now, worst is Puddle of Mud. Did Puddle of Mud play? Did they ever? I thought they they canceled no, or whatever. Never happened. We had a few. We had a few never came out. So Van nope. Margera canceled too. He nope. he he heard his taint jumping off a bridge. <laughs> Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman never played either. Ryan Watts is here to say one thing, and then he's done with no, the mic. Actually, the the only reason I came here right now is to let the world know that Corey Feldman still owes me four thousand dollars <laughs> uh, for for the failure to show up to the show. Yeah, and getting arrested in Winsboro. Do you think you'll ever see that money? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely but his not. band was really cool to hang out with. They were until they started talking about how he was. <laughs> that was some conspiracy theory. Absolutely theories. not. But if anybody knows Corey Feldman, you owe me four grand. Make a trend. Let's, 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 let's talk some shit to Corey Feldman. If you have Twitter, Facebook, tag Corey Feldman. Dude, Corey Feldman's just a fucking nutcase anyway. Have you ever read anything he's ever he's ever said or said in interviews? Like, Do you really think he gives a rat's ass about no, Ryan Watts' money? What? No, but I'd like four grand right now. It'd be and like, he owes it to me. You know, and he's... he's this, 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 whole, PD. this whole thing he did like, like two years ago trying to make everybody feel bad for him. Oh my God, you know, all this stuff happened in Hollywood. I'm going to eventually leak it. Motherfucker, you've been saying that shit for ten years. Fucking do it. Shut up. If you've got if you've got something on Hollywood, fucking do it. Quit being a pussy. So my, my next question. Okay, uh, wait, wait, we haven't done the, the worst band yet. Oh well, what's your worst? Wor- well, Scott Weiland. Worst thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. I enjoyed life. myself. Uh, I'm sure you did. I, I about cried on Scott <laughs> Weiland. Because here here's here's why here's why I say that because everybody was looking forward to seeing this you know this 
you know, lead singer that's, you know, a rock god. I didn't really expect, I didn't expect I had very low expectations and I was I was pretty good. I didn't, see. See, I and you know, I would, I had always wanted to see Stone Temple Pilots, but it, ne- it never did happen. So whenever I heard he was coming to my hometown, I'm like, "Holy shit, this dude is singing singing the lyrics to one song while his band plays the music to another fucking song." Now, he passed away like that was his la- one of his last shows. That was it? about a month later. Yeah. Warm, I don't know if you know this, but you know Scott Wallen's last album has literally photos of Live Oaks in it? Really? Scott, yeah, yeah, I, Scott Wallen I, yeah, I remember you showing me that. was yeah. his last album, and every picture inside, it's CD. Uh, are, we, are we talking our age here? Probably. CD booklets, every picture in it is the picture of Live <laughs> Oaks' stage. Wow. <laughs> yes, but uh, you're exactly right. That's pretty cool. He was playing Dead and Bloated while the band was playing Interstate Love Song. I do not remember that. Yes, I think it was. Yes. I think it was Cracker Absolutely. Man. What the band was playing. Rex must have served you drinks that night. <laughs> I, served, <laughs> I served myself some things. No, me and, me, me and Morgan Sell were watching it. Morgan and was a handler. <laughs> and we looked at each other and went, "Oh crap!" Oh god! And what the do we band do? switched up and and fixed it perfectly. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll agree with uh I'll, I'll agree with everybody here. Uh, the biggest band that I had any part in bringing would have been. Was Scott Wallen, and for the live performance, it was the worst I've ever seen. Performed. But the majority of the audience didn't really seem to care. They saw Scott Wallen; they didn't give a shit, right? Yeah. yeah well, well, hey, as a business owner, our our crowd was soft. We lost a ton. We lost probably the most money out of every concert we ever booked on Scott Wallen, really? and that was the biggest name we ever brought. What was the guy? Lead singer from Puddle of Mud, he didn't want to come out because he was doing his taxes, right? No, that was, that was no, a, that, that was, was fucking trapped. Year. That was trapped. That was trapped. Okay. Hey, the only that band to ever talk crap dude, about me on stage. That fucking dude right there has lost his shit recently. Uh, he can suck a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the, the reason the reason I was so fucking upset was not only because they were they were an hour and a half fucking late for uh, for sound check, right? Not only no, he was in his tour bus yeah, doing his taxes. No, 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 no. I, I'm talking about for for sound check. Oh, they no, they didn't even there? show up for sound check, the, and then they they uh, the band was out there fucking waiting on him for thirty minutes because he's in the he's in the bus doing his taxes. That's not what pissed me off about this guy. What pissed me off about the lead singer trapped was that he screamed at you, yeah, on the stage, and the whole time it was their cable, yeah. I literally had to like bust open two don't, brand new yeah. cables, yeah, don't and show them, hey, this is a brand new cable, and they're like, oh, it's our bad. It was our yeah. cable, and the lead singers talk. That was the only time a band's talked crap about me, and I'm kind of proud of it, honestly. Yeah. Dude, fuck them, man. Like, like they uh, they actually did a show over in Shreveport, and like 30 people showed up. <laughs> Good for them. For, to, earned, to, hear that, to hear that one fucking song. All right. There's one story about Trapped. All right. The airplane. The, the what? The paper airplane. The airplane. Airplane. The airplane. <laughs> yes. Yes. Too much whiskey tonight. Anyway. The paper airplane. The guy's playing the piano. The In the microphone. The paper airplane. Into the microphone. All right. Okay. There right. You remember this. The paper airplane landed in his tip jar, and he said, damn, that's like my career. Crash and burn. <laughs> wow. Okay. Pretty sad. <laughs> All right. We got we to gotta take a break. Um, did you have any more questions for one? I had one, one, one more no. question. Okay. So so, no, so, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll ask the, uh, the last question to watch. We got to take a break, though. We'll be back. Live, laugh, lollygag. Your weekly cockamamie game of grab ass. Your hosts. Worm. Don't pull your balls out in front of your children. Just and squints. My nickname in high school was Boner Boy. I do not want to hear a word about it. <laughs> My what? favorite ever. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> it is Live, Laugh, Lolly Gag. By the way, if you guys want to get gear, you can. TwinCityDesigns.com slash uh, Lolly Gear. Get your, uh, get your t-shirts and your stickers and all that stuff there. Please do because we need the money. 
for sure. Now, uh, it is it is exactly uh, 10 years since Live Oaks Bar and Ballroom opened their doors. Now, there's, they've since closed, but tonight makes the 10-year mark of Live Oaks Bar and Ballroom being open. And uh, we're here with Ryan Watts, Gonzo's here, Sweets here, Underwood's here. Or underwear, as we like to uh, like to affectionately call it, underpants, panties, whatever, underpants, panties, underpants, underwear, underwear, whatever. So uh, you had you had one more one more yeah, question just, for Watts. Yeah. Uh, so Watts, you had a lot of employees uh, at Live Oaks. Um, you had several employees. Uh, it, it, the bar meant a lot to me and a, a lot of guys. And, you know, we got the tattoo of the Live Oaks uh, logo on our arm. Me and Michael. Uh, a couple of actually customers got the tattoo as well. Yeah. Thank you, uh, intern. Uh, Pants is the guy with the mustache. Um, so if you could. Who is your favorite bartender? Rex. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rex. You Rex you done. Okay, Sorry. So the, the question was, who is your favorite bartender? Yes, and Rex. Why did you pick Squints as your answer? <laughs> no. uh, the answer Rex. So I was going to get Rex uh, to call in or call him, and I was going to see if you could um, see how I could brighten y'all's nights up. But he's he's actually unfortunately on uh, a movie set in Shreveport. Yeah, he's like he's, he's doing big ass. things, man. He's I'm proud of the guy. guy. Yes, he is. Favorite Rex story. Yeah. If, you, if you're listening uh, to the show and you, you went to Scruffs. I can't give a Rex story. Okay. The, the stories, I'm going to leave that to everybody else. Uh, yeah. uh, Gonzo should definitely tell the Rex story. Uh, yeah. Are there any Rex care. stories I, that we can fucking tell? No. There's I not many. Not. I, I can There's tell you something. There's I can tell you, gems. I can tell There's you. hidden gems. Yes. Okay. We're talking over each other, guys. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I can say one to lead into Gonzo because Gonzo's story is going to be much worse than mine. Okay. My favorite story of Rex is uh, on Sundays, the first three years we were open was karaoke. And oh my Lord, on Sundays it was packed out. Karaoke for, church. But Rex was the only bartender. And I was the audio guy slash like making sure Worm showed up on time. Huh. Why the hell would I show up? I didn't do karaoke oh, church. Oh, you didn't know that was, that was a yeah, fascinating Yeah, see there you go. You trying to blame shit on me and I didn't have a damn thing to do with it, you dick. <laughs> first of all, you, you lost me at at worm showing up on time yeah ah yeah well rex we would be packed out and rex could handle honestly about 60 to 80 people yeah he could i mean he was he was baller but around that 70 to 80 people or north of that he'd lose his mind oh, but yeah. he wouldn't lose it in front of the customers yeah he'd just get rather he'd snappy. just say hey dustin stop my beer stop my ice and the whole time every time he would turn around just scream he's like i'm going to murder you and kill myself <laughs> <laughs> We're losing it, and he would scream. Because the bar's so loud, nobody could hear what he would say to me. He's like, "I'm going to kill myself if we lose this bar." I mean, he would, I mean, just I like, just, <laughs> just like in the movies, whenever somebody's freaking just out. Think, and, of, think of the shining busting through the walk, bathroom door. And this is Rex looking at me, pulling his hair out, knowing <laughs> that he's like, he's at, a, he's at a six or eight minute ticket time to try and get these people drinks, and a lot of women wanna, at this time. You just, I, I, you just want to walk up to him and just slap him in the face. Get out of yourself! But he, I mean, his his, his look was so serious. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the night, he's like, "Here's three hundred bucks, bro." Thanks for helping me out. <laughs> I'm like, are we not? Are, what are we doing? Are you cool? We cool now? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 my favorite Rex story, I think, it actually didn't happen at Live Oaks. Happened at Scruffs. So it's it's Friday night. I get there a little early. It's like six o'clock in the afternoon. Like it opened. They opened pretty early. It was like five or six, and there was three guys playing pool. They were they were already shit faced at Scruffs and. Uh, they were acting ass, hooting and hollering, and I'm sitting there at the bar. I, I don't remember what I was what I was doing. I was talking to Rex, and Rex slams his hand on the bar. And goes, "Hey, it is entire. It is entirely too early for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> Those guys were like, 
Uh, like wide eyed, like, okay, bro, sorry. We'll we'll keep it down. We thought we were in a bar. It is way too early for this shit. My wreck story also happened at Scruffs. Um I'm gonna paint a picture for you, uh, with my words. Um I had one beer. It was a uh, the it was a pitcher night, but I had one scruffs cup, like a plastic cup. The yeah. red one. Yeah. And uh so I'll fast forward to when I woke up in a ditch the next morning in that neighborhood. Uh, birds chirping. It's bright and early. It's Am like, I the only one who who hasn't woken up outside? It's a lot of judgment coming from you. Yeah. <laughs> so I wake up and I have a leather cowboy hat on, no shirt, a rosary, someone else's jeans on, and someone else's wallet. But all my stuff was in the wallet. Oh wow! The jeans had dime, rhinestones on the back of them, so they definitely were not mine. <laughs> Probably Finkley's. <laughs> um, but I looked at my slider phone, and that'll, that'll tell you how long ago it was. And everyone was like, dude, are you okay? And one of the texts was like, I can't believe you slapped that girl and, and took her cowboy hat and ran out the bar giggling. Wow. So I hit up Rex, and I said, say, bro, what the fuck happened? He goes, I roofied you. <laughs> this dude put a roofie in my drink and just wanted to see what would happen. Wow, that's what happened. I, I changed. <laughs> I, I, I traded pants with and someone. That's why we traded. love Rex. By the way, Rex is a nickname. Well, I guess you, you'd have to press charges, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm, I wasn't mad about. it I was like, dude, just let me know next time before you do that. <laughs> the, the sound effect. The sound effect you made was just. <laughs> anytime I went to get my tab, and I was like, I was obviously drinking a lot back then, and my tab should have been anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars. I'd be like, hey man, how much is my tab? And he would, every time. Eh, just give me eighteen dollars, fucker. <laughs> Don't tell Ron that. And also, what what everybody in this Scruffs. room, everybody in this room should know this. What was Rex's favorite game to play? Who won? Who would win a fight? Yeah, who, who would win in a fight? Okay, are we talking drunk Tito or drunk Tito with a gun, or are we talking sober Janelle with a knife? Janelle, Janelle, <laughs> Janelle wins. Tito Janelle with a knife and a random. Rabbit squirrel. <laughs> Who would win? Who would win in a fight? Okay. Like, it, it, the bar would be packed, and he would come up come and say, worm, worm, worm. Who would win in a fight? Ryan Watts with a machete or, or Michael Gonzalez with a, with a cap gun? Who would win in a fight? <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> well, that, that, that message he, the message he sent you was, uh, to, is it okay to? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, Rex t- messaged Worm and said, tell the story of when Tito decided he was going to do whippets and Andy wanted to fire him. Oh, no. In the back. At- oh, no. I was definitely there for that. I don't know the story. Him. I can't tell it. The ba- At the time, you could still smoke in, in Live Oaks, so you couldn't go. Yeah. Like, we nobody went to the back. I'm going to let somebody. Ryan, you're telling the story. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> Done? Okay. Out. Was, okay, well, uh, apparently the only, the only people that know the story Rex are going to tell the story. Call in to and the tell grave. Story. Okay, all right. Well, uh, it's really simple. He was doing whippets <laughs> out in the fuck. Whippet, whippet, good. What the fuck oh. is a whippet? Air horn or uh, the the <laughs> the keyboard the air console. duster. The key, oh, air, air duster. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's uh, yeah. let's yeah, yeah let's, let's not. Let's, let's not. not. We're gonna skip that one. Okay, so um, he almost got was, fired. He did not get. Well, he might have got fired for a weekend. So I do want to. I, I do want to take an entire segment and and make it a you know. Gonzo get, still got the rated R one. Sorry, I said I still want to do a uh, a whole segment of Tito stories. By the way, so we're gonna do that. Okay, we're gonna do that. And uh, but we do have to take a break. Actually, you know what? Um, we can. We still got a few minutes. So, um, Rex was one of those people that, well, he still is, I'm sure, but uh, he was one, of, like, he could say something to you, and 
you're not sure if he's serious or if he's kidding. Because he can say some wild, off-the-wall shit and be dead serious about it. Worm, I want you to go punch that guy right there in the throat because, because he called my mom a whore. Is he serious? No one knows. Never know. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. Def- he's definitely a character for sure. I wanted to know what was in that safe in the liquor room. You know that that buried safe that was sunken in the concrete. We don't talk about that. Oh, we're gonna talk about it. I know. I always assumed. I speculated because I knew Rex knew the passcode to it or oh. the pin, the combination. You know, assume makes an ass out of you and me. I assumed it was a couple of rats in there that had like just some. Some weird stuff. I'm not gonna say what, what might be in there, but it was it was definitely. <laughs> I, I always there was speculation, lots and lots of speculation. Yes, absolutely. So I never Fun even times. I never even knew about a safe, just a random safe that was in never the happened. Okay, never yeah. happened. Total. One of my favorite memories was when Worm would uh, call me. Uh, a few like on a Monday, you know, when he, he DJed on a Saturday, and it was it was fun. Everyone was like hyped up, and he go, "Hey man, I know you're at home, probably hungover, but can can you meet me at Live Oaks? And uh, I need to get my DJ equipment. <laughs> like, Super man, I can't, I can't. I've been waiting for you to do that. <laughs> I'm hungover, but Actually, yes, I'll I think be there. I still got DJ equipment for you to pick up. No, you don't. I, I think I'm pretty sure I came and got it that day. The night, the day that y'all were cleaning everything out, I'm pretty sure I came up Damn. there. Or I would get it for you, and you would walk beside me as I carried it for you. Dude, I got a bad knee, bro. Well, if my if, if, if I'm just fuck? saying, I'm just saying, I do. I have a shattered kneecap. Y'all can kiss my ass. You can not believe me if you want to. Real quick, pop quiz: What was the passcode whenever uh, when the the alarm system when it went off and they called Live Oak's phone? Hold on, is it still the same alarm system in the building? But <laughs> no, let's who not. Cares? It's different okay. now. It's, All right, it's, okay. a, it's a different pin. Jaeger so, bombs. Jaeger bombs. Was the passcode? Because how many times did that thing go off and we they had called us? <laughs> Wait, it would call you. Like, uh, hey, this is your, your alarm system. Or is everything okay kind of thing? Oh, so, yeah, so, so what is your password, Jager Bombs? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so I, I want to get to uh, I want to get to the Tito stories. Let's do the Tito stories next, and then we'll get to the uh, the sweet uh, security stories. Okay. Sound good to you guys? Absolutely. All right, cool. We'll be back. It's live, laugh, lollygag <laughs> with Worm. I would rather shit in my hands and clap. And squints. Google outrage over Batman's nipples. Live. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry, I, I can't play the same one over and over again. I can't do it. Fair enough. Can I make myself do it? So it is Little Laugh Lollygag. It is 10 years uh, to the date of uh, Live Oaks' birth, if you will. So we got some of the old employees uh, in here just kind of in here bullshitting and t- telling old stories and uh, why the hell not, uh, you know, because that's pretty much what we do on a normal basis anyway. Um, so we've got Sweet here with us. Oh. And uh, and Sweet was the head of security at Live Oaks. Were you were you there from the inception? I was there from the beginning. So we want to we kind of want to hear your your favorite security moments, like like your favorite throwing people out moments or catching people doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. You know what? Like half of them, I didn't have to throw out. They just walked on out. Well, yeah, I, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Chuck Norris. Yeah, Bye. exactly. <laughs> So, so, uh, what's the weirdest thing you ever caught anyone doing in Live Oaks? Um, not, not an employee. Well, patron. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you one story about this, this guy. He I had a few girls complain about him grabbing ass, walking by every every chick that walked by, he would grab their ass. I could have just walked up to him and just say, "Time to go," you know, this, you know, whatever, to throwing them out. No, I, I had something special for him. Yeah? 
And what was that? I grabbed the fuck out his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so you grabbed his booty? I had the look on his face. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you see that look you have right now? Every chick that you just grabbed ass, that's how they feel. <laughs> And he just took himself out. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if if a uh, if a guy as big as big as you walked up and grabbed my ass, I think I'd leave too. I think you might like it, Worm. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, so have you ever thrown somebody out of the bar and and fucked them up so bad that you kind of felt bad about it? No, <laughs> absolutely not. No. no. So, what what was your? Um, do you remember the first person that you threw out of Live Oaks? Oh Jesus Christ, man! No, no, no. What was your favorite? My favorite. Uh, this one guy was at the bar sleeping. Of course, that's a that's an automatic throwout yeah, right no, there. You fall asleep in the bar. <laughs> it wasn't you, man. Uh, I walk up to him trying to be nice, so like you know, hey guys, I'm gonna go home. You have a ride. You look at me like fuck you. Yeah, I'm not getting out of this chair. Yes, okay. you are. Okay, <laughs> I take him. I pick up the stool that he's in, with him in it, <laughs> walk him to the door, down the steps, outside, put him up right outside the door. Since you don't get out the stool, stay right there until your ride comes. <laughs> like a dunce cap. I just needed a dunce cap for his ass. My favorite sweet story, uh, I did a shot. Well, every, every, every bartender knew that I would not do rumple uh, after my scruff days, so I went, went to Live Oaks. And I said, uh, I need a shot. And Harrison had that che- cheesy grin he always had. And he gave me a rumple. I said, all right, I'll take it. And if you've ever taken a shot and your mouth immediately waters, like, you know you're going to throw up. But I was trying to be, like, a gentleman. You know, you've actually you, – you told the story on the podcast. Yeah, but I want, I want to tell it to sweet now. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. See if you remember this. Um, So I was I was walking casually. I said, I'll be right back, guys. I'm like, hey, see you later. I'll be right back. And I walked to the front door. And a girl, uh, Tara Thornton, she goes, what's up, Squints? I said, what up, girl? And I put my arms up. And she, and she goes, cool, gut check. And she says it out loud, and she punches me in the stomach, probably as hard as she can. And I puke on Sweet's boots. <laughs> and then I go around the corner and throw up in the air conditioning unit vent. And then I was like, ah, that's cool. And then it cuts on and flies in my face. <laughs> but I just remember Sweet, that was like one of the first times we really talked working together because it's at uh, Blue Monkey. I tried to walk out as like a 20, 21-year-old with a pitcher of beer. And some dickhead grabs me on the shoulders like, hey, you can't take that out. Or I said, uh, <coughs> motherfucker. And I turned around. And I was like, yes, sir, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. probably my favorite my favorite sweet story uh, involves, it wasn't at Live Oaks. It was at Scruffs. But, but every Wednesday night, we would we would take a shot of Rumpel. It, it involves Rumpel, of it course. It had to be Rumpel, man. And, it had to be Rumpel. You know, it, uh, <clears throat> before the night started, me and him, me and him and whoever else would take a shot. And I remember taking the shot, and Sweet taking his, and I cough right in the middle of taking this shot of Rumple, and it goes down the wrong pipe. What did I do? You tell me. I don't remember. So I fall on the floor, dude. I'm gasping for air. Like, I'm gasping for breath. I literally think I'm about to fucking die. Because for about 15 seconds there, I'm going, And you're doing this breathing in peppermint air, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and dude, it was, it was a bad deal. And, and, and you know, you you being a nurse, you're like, you okay? You good? You going to live? They're <laughs> like, don't die on me now. And then, um, of course, the uh, – so there's also the, uh, the look that you give people whenever you're about to throw them out. So, sweet. It's totally different. He, he stands – 
he stands, you know, like a normal person, but he kind of, and whenever he's about to either a fuck somebody up or he's about to throw him out, he'll, he'll stand with one of his shoulders in, he'll kind of hunch down a little bit and he'll give them the people's eyebrow and he'll just kind of look at them. That's whenever I, that's whenever I know it's just my time to walk away. I'm done. That's, a, that's more like a you serious? You really want this? Like, I can always tell that look on his face because I'm about to. Yeah. You know? So uh, have in your many years of uh, in your many years of bouncing, have you ever thrown out anybody? Um, you ever thrown out anybody famous? Famous. I mean, I've thrown out. Dustin before, <laughs> <laughs> bro. That, hey, that's a jacked famous. up story. <laughs> Go ahead and tell him the story. I would love to hear that you, story. You actually. tell the story because so uh, I was in bands for a long time, and the first bar I ever uh, managed was Tsunami. And that's where I started bringing in. Uh, it wasn't touring bands at the time. Well, I guess there were some couple touring bands, but anyway, I just took it over, and we got really popular really fast. It was just a hundred and twenty cap room. And really we small. Two, really we, small. Eighty cap room. We were doing like one hundred fifty people, two hundred people every Friday, Saturday night. Like the fifth weekend. Sweet shows up, and he's like, hey, bro, I'm a bouncer, bro. I was like, I know. He's like, you need help? I'm like, when we start making a little bit more money, I'll hire you. About 50, an hour, hour and a half later, huge brawl breaks out. I mean, it's like 20 men. And I don't have bouncers, so I'm the bouncer, and I'm 5'7", 130 <laughs> Soaking pounds. Wet. 130 wet. pounds to the hoof. So I'm 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 tossing these guys. And, and when people are drunk, it's not that hard to toss them. No offense to your Definitely job, not. sweet. Dustin was not tossing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, I get in this corridor on the way to the front door, getting these guys out, and I go to the ground. And all of a sudden, I'm lifted up in the air. And I get thrown out of the freaking front door of my club. And I look back. <laughs> it's sweet. <laughs> I was like, bro, you just bounced me out of my own bar. I was like, they're the assholes. They're the drunk ones. He's like, oh, my bad, dude. So he threw me out. I looked at him afterwards like, dude, you threw me out of my own bar, bro. And that's, that's, uh, we have always been friends. But that was like, all right, man, we're cool. My buddy, my buddy, Body, uh, my buddy uh, Bobby threw out uh, the owner of Top Gun in Top Gun. Yes, I remember Bobby. Yes. <laughs> so he did. He, uh, yeah, he, it was his first night working there and he hadn't met the owner yet. And apparently the owner did something. And Bobby is what he's what six six three fifty big dude. Bobby was a beast, yeah, and very scary. Had a had a mohawk and everything. And he 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 grabbed the owner up and just started taking him out. And the head of security was like, Bobby, 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 Bobby. He owns the place. He owns the place. <laughs> and he's like a what a reverend now. Or yeah, yeah. He's uh he's a preacher now. Yeah, but uh yeah, I've, I've you've I thrown out a couple of people that manage their own places. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can't keep count of the people I've thrown out. I mean, it just. I just see if you do something stupid, you're gone. Yeah. Period. I mean, watch. That's why you're the best at what you do. You don't you don't beat people up. You Ryan, toss them out. I've, I've gotten you a few times on some shit. <laughs> Have you ever tossed Andy? No. No. No, Andy was. Uh, Andy's too pretty to be tossed. Well, Andy, I mean, he, Andy was paying my bills. Andy. I, mean. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, apparently you don't know him. You didn't give him the invite, you asshole. <laughs> you want to talk into the mic? No, he's okay. still chilling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed you were supposed to let Andy know what happened with that. Uh, yeah, you know you wouldn't come, huh? You know you wouldn't. Oh, I know he wouldn't. He okay, but Worm, I'm gonna I'm tell you this, Worm. I used to hate when you used to play Tear the Club, <laughs> dude. Dude, Blue Monkey Days, dude. Worm just spit. I would see. Uh, I would see. Did I really? Yeah, you, you look at the screen. <laughs> I saw a phlegm fly out. <laughs> It'll be all right. It anyway, anyway, it so happens. yeah, uh, so I would. Uh, it would be one thirty in the morning at Blue Monkey, and dance floor is packed, and I'd see Sweet over there looking looking bored, 
So I'd play Three Six Mafia, Tear the Club Up. <laughs> and there was also another song that they did that I know Sweet loved. It was called I Bet You Won't Hit a Motherfucker. He loved it whenever I played I that one, will. too. <laughs> yeah, I bet you won't. About, yeah. four, about 14 <laughs> fights to break out after, after I play that. So Yes. But, yes. yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sweet was actually one of the first people that I met in the bar business. So that shows you how long that really showing our age there. But, but yeah, um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's the 10-year uh, anniversary of Live Oaks opening, in case you guys are wondering what the fuck it is we're talking about and you're joining us late. Uh, we still got a whole bunch of stories to tell. Uh, we got about 45 minutes to do so, so do you want to do the uh, the Tito stories next? Sure. Okay. All right, we're going to do that. We're going to take a break. We will be back. Let's live, laugh, lollygag with Worm <laughs> and Squints. She scarfed down like 42 hot dogs. You can't tell me she can't do a little bit of number on my hot dog. Live, laugh, lollygag. Hey, the mic's wrong, whatever you said. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Hey. Hey, hey stop it. <laughs> hey. Stop it, Jesus Christ! Wow, <laughs> let's air it out. By the way, no worm does not. You're wrong, sir. Worm does. Worm does not. I was just joking. <laughs> yeah, sure you were. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like that was not supposed to happen. Welcome back to the the Triple L <laughs> Live Laugh Love podcast. <laughs> Take it away, Squints. Yeah. <laughs> I said live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, lollygag podcast. Uh, me and Worm, we got Ryan Watts, Michael Gonzalez, Sweet, and Dustin Underwood. We're reliving some of uh, Live Oak's best memories. Dustin Petty Underwood. Yeah. <laughs> Over tree. Over tree. So, uh, you know, a, a, a special friend of ours who is no longer with us was a huge part of Live Oak's, and honestly, he's probably a huge part of its success as it as it is. Um, Tito, of course. Uh, he was... Uh, he was a huge advocate of Live Oaks because he was the one that started Karaoke Church on Sundays, mm-hmm. along with Fast Eddie. Fast Eddie. And, uh, of course, uh, Tito Pat. How many years has it been now? Three? Four? Four, if four, four or five, I think. 2016. 2016. Shit. That was eight years. Six. Watts is over here counting on his fingers now. <laughs> so of course he was there even it, he played there a lot but he also he was also there whenever he wasn't playing anywhere else that was his home base mm-hmm. was live oaks and um i would always know that if i was you know if i was there and i didn't know anybody there i knew tito would be there eventually yeah. right he was just like you know it was, it was just like you know eddie or rex or anybody i would eventually he would show up and i could talk to him but uh probably my favorite Tito story actually happened at um, at Live Oaks. Um, you know, back in the day, I was uh, I was very I wouldn't say angry because I wasn't angry all the time. It's just I held a grudge a lot, and I would um, if somebody in the business pissed me off, I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to them. I wouldn't even acknowledge that they exist. I would keep that Correct. hate inside of me. So I'm standing outside talking to Tito. I'm pretty sure I'm we're both halfway lit and. Uh, this guy that uh, that I had gotten into it with a long time ago. We're not going to say his name, mainly because he'll he'll send me forty seven uh, uh, Instagram messages a day. Oh, yeah, that person got it. So uh, he was like, me and him had a falling out, and I told I I pretty much had to tell him, dude, if I ever see you out, I'm going to knock your fucking teeth down your throat. So uh, he, I was standing outside, and this was, I think, if I'm not mistaken. This was one of those big charity shows that Tito put on. 
I don't remember which one it was. We're standing outside smoking, and this guy walks out and kind of goes across the, the thing. I didn't see him. So I turned around, <clears throat> and I saw him, and I looked back at Tito, because Tito, Tito knows I don't like the guy. And Tito goes, you know what? You should go talk to him. Like, being dead serious. I was like, dude, you don't want me to talk to him. He goes, dude, go talk to him. This is bullshit. Go talk to him. And, like, he wasn't trying to get me to go fight him. Like, he was trying to get me to, to go and mend things with this guy because he actually liked him. And I said, no, I'm good. He goes, dude, you should really go talk to him. So, eventually, uh, after Tito passed, I felt bad because I didn't go talk to this guy. And then I did. Everything's good now. Actually, I squashed another beef uh, with uh, a guy because of Tito. Tito didn't, didn't like his friends not liking his other friends. So that's the reason that I squashed beef with both of these guys. And pretty much the same day. It was, it was one status. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes, I do. With Shane and Will? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll come out and say it. I don't care. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, he, was, he was one of those people. He didn't like his friends being mad at his other friends. That was, that was one of the things that I loved about the guy. My my favorite story was this, a, a short one, but uh, you know, being being a bartender for so long, I, n- I never really hung out with him like you did. Um, but he, we did have a connection one night. We, it was one of those nights where we closed up, and he was one of the few people that that could stay around and hang out while we closed. Yeah, and uh, he was pretty sauced up that night. And I was like, hey, "You want to? Sh- what, what do you take? Uh, Bayou bombs or Jaeger bombs?" He was a Jaeger guy. No, he's a he switched to Bayou. Well, well, I mean, Jaeger, Jaeger, and Bayou, Jaeger and root beers, Bayou bombs. He's Correct. a Jaeger guy. Yeah. So uh, I said, "You want a shot?" I said, "Yeah. Why don't you do one with me?" I was like. Nah, that's pretty fucking gross. I don't like that. I don't like a Jaeger or root beer, and the two of those together gross. He's like, look, man, I want to take a shot with you. It's a big deal. I said, okay, cool. And uh, he, he did a little toast, but he was like, it was kind of like you're, uh, you 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 know me from Scruffs. Yeah. Same story. He's like, all right, man, raise your shot glass. I used to think you were one of the biggest douchebags <laughs> ever, but now that you, I'm, we I'm all a, have we all have that same opinion. I, it's fair. I get it. Um, but he was like, not, and being around you, like you're actually a pretty decent guy, and you know, I appreciate you. I was like, cool, man, I appreciate you too. Yeah. You know, just saying that, but you know, I didn't choke up. You know, of course, later on, that, that was something kind of yeah. stuck with me. Um, but his one of his last, actually, his last show at Brass Monkey was I, I never did, did. You know, when people were performing, I never disrespected. Oh yeah, them. yeah, I, I saw the video. The, yeah. I, I took the the last video of him singing. Uh, it was uh. To be with you, Mr. Big. I don't know, I want, yeah, yeah, Mr. Big. I want to. I want to be with you. Yeah. Um. And I, I did like a selfie video, and we were singing in the mic together, and it was that smile he had. That was like one of the, obviously the last memory I have of him. But uh, I was so glad that I actually disrespected him and you know took a video and sang yeah, with him. Right. But uh, I, I didn't if, know. If I'm not mistaken, he was he felt like shit that night. Yeah. And he he he, he was thinking about canceling the show, but he didn't. Yep. So, you know, to your sake, I'm glad he didn't for yep. sure. Then we started doing the toast for Tito. Uh, I forgot. I, I'm, yeah, I'm bad that with was dates, uh, that was November. On, was it his birthday? I think. It, I think it was. I his, think it's his birthday. We, we uh, hashtag toast for Tito. Yeah, we did that. PM. Yeah, it was at it was at uh, like like nine something. Oh no, it was at midnight because I stayed up till midnight that night. Yeah. Just to just yep. to do the toast. For I Tito got everyone thing. to do it. You know, every bar uh, every bar around town just to do it. And, yeah, and, and, and dude, there was like like fucking four hundred people that did that. Yeah. Because you can go back and you can see it. And you can type in hashtag Toast for Tito, and that's that's what happened. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. As y'all are I mean, talking, that's, that was a lot. Um, I know, I know that that he and Underwood were really, really close um, because they did a lot of uh, did a lot of drinking together, right? Um, it's 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 still a little tough, but yeah, yeah. No, we were we're extremely close, man. Tito was. Can you get boring to the mic? We better now. How's yes, that? Absolutely. T- 
it, it's still a little tough to talk about, but and I'm not trying to make it like tough conversations because it's supposed to be like a funny. No, podcast. dude, dude we, 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 we have, do that. We have serious <laughs> stuff all the time. It's fine. Tito had an infectious smile. He, he did, an man. Infectious personality, and he, y'all were talking about a a couple things earlier, but he was the ultimate cooler. You talk about wanting to fight somebody or wanting to be pissed off at somebody. Tito said, "Bro, let it go. Y'all go, y'all go, hug it out. Yeah, like the world's too, it, life's too short for that. So, uh, I don't know, man. Like working with Tito, it was infuriating because he did some dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, but and the at the end of the day, man, I watched at Live Oaks. I watched Tito go from being like." A hooligan like myself <laughs> to to being like a professional. Yeah, and there he, were uh, uh, you're gonna. I'm trying not to be long winded, so I'll say it short. It's okay, man. Go ahead. Musicians wouldn't touch Tito. Wouldn't touch him because he was he drank so much. It wasn't even that. He he just he 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 start he started so soon, and then like and me personally, I hated karaoke. You know what I love now? Karaoke. I was in, <laughs> I was in an original music band that wrote our own lyrics. We played our own shows, and karaoke was for like the fucking the fake people that couldn't write music. And then Tito come out of left field. Yeah. And was And would do thirty Havard, seconds to Mars. I got or you, I, I got you know? I got my favorite my favorite show of live oaks at, of all time. Yeah. Tito and the fabulous freeloaders with yeah. Jay and Morgan DeSell. Oh my god. With uh name a band they played with. Uh, Chris Kidd. Chris Kidd's uh the the best uh he's a Chris Kidd I have so much respect for. He's the the biggest audio guy in uh, Northeast Louisiana. They opened for Goodbye June, which I do love myself. If y'all don't know who they are, Goodbye yeah, June. absolutely. Kind of like and a Greta Chris Kid goes like, "Dude, I really like this local band." I was like, "Chris, Chris Kid, you've never told me you liked a local band before." He's like, "I like them. They they got charisma." Tito Tito went from just strumming on a guitar and after parties from three a.m. to five a.m. because oh, I work dude. nights to Man. being the best local band. That we had, yeah, um, and I and I'm not going to get too spent on that, but uh, man, Tito went from just a hooligan to a professional, yeah, so fast, and you could like you could tell by just the way he dressed, the way he acted, that it was like, hey, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's time to grow up, <laughs> and that and that's I think that's what um, what we love the most and what hurts the most is the fact that he went from just a hooligan to such a professional, and then we lost him, yeah. Like it life, life cut too short. Dude, there is there is no doubt in my mind right now that if he was still with us, that dude's famous right now. No doubt, no doubt. He man. would either be he would either be playing festivals or he would be TikTok famous like Nick Harrison. So Havard, it took me a little bit to get there. My favorite band at Live Oaks was Tito and the Fabulous Freeloaders. Fair enough. Yeah, I, and you know it's uh, and that's with all the mega bands we had. <laughs> you said something about about the after parties, man. You you want to talk about somebody that could literally drink all night? That's Tito. there's only like a there's like a two percenter that can do that. Yeah, Tito was it. Now well, back, like, and the night uh, the two days before he passed, he hit me up. He was like, "Hey, uh, we we weren't supposed to play. I've been feeling sick, but we played at Brass tonight. Dustin, will you come over? Because he always wanted to talk music with me. He always wanted to talk about booking bands. Yeah, he always wanted to talk about like what's the next event we can do. Because uh, we sat on my front porch a thousand times and was like, let's do the uh, dude another favorite. Was uh we did the acoustic jams? Yeah, that's and the that's acoustic that's, jams. Were that's so the thing. Cool. That's that's the thing. Whenever y'all brought in like thirty like thirty people to play, that's the event that was. Whenever it he told me to go talk to him, worked because Tito understood what I wanted. Yeah. and he understood what he wanted, and it worked. It like it just meshed, and it was like, yeah. hey, we're doing an acoustic jam where it's not a free for all, but it's a planned free for all. Like yeah. we get we can have like everybody plays like 10, 15 minutes. 
kind of thing. A little more, a little more directed at certain things and keeping it organized, but still letting the chaos ensue. You know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody wanted to jump up on stage with another person, they could. Um, you said something about the. Uh, I was going to bring up an, an after party moment. Uh, we used to party at uh, at this guy named Chad Jackson's house, and uh, Chad Chad was sweet sweet remembers. So the bars would close close down around two. We'd meet at Chad's house around three, and go until seven eight in the morning. It was it was out in Swartz, wasn't it? Yeah. So like it, the you know the cops weren't going to get called. Well, I, I Tito Tito told me to come, so I was like, all right, cool. So I show up and he's not there yet. So I'm hanging out with Chad and uh, a few other people. Tito finally gets there. Of course, he's got to make the big entrance. Hey, you know, everybody's hey, Tito's here, yay! And Tito walks immediately into the kitchen where I'm at. He's like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" And he pours the the biggest shot of vodka I've ever seen in my life. At least it, the shot glass is like like nine inches long, right? <laughs> so he takes the he. he 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 takes he takes the shot glass and there's like twelve people in the uh, in the kitchen and he goes he puts the shot glass up and he goes woo takes the shot goes again goes woo, woo. you can see the puke the puke coming from his cheeks <laughs> from his chubby little fucking cheeks so he goes mm, runs out runs through the house runs out the screen door. <laughs> Throws up, uh, throws up in the front yard. This girl walks up to him about thirty seconds after he's done throwing up, and he makes out with her. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. So yeah, he and, and you want to talk about somebody always down for an adventure too? Anytime you want, you want some shenanigans, like actual shenanigans, not the bar. Tito's down. Saints games, wrestling Saints matches, games, wrestling matches, anything. Tito's down. If he didn't have anything to do, he's down. Is there going to be drinking involved? I'm there. Music involved. He's Music there. involved. He's there. And yeah, it, it you know it's it just really is a shame because you know the 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 ceiling was very high for that kid, for sure. And uh, you know everybody everybody here in this room just misses the hell out of the guy. So you know it is. Um, we we uh, do we have anything? Uh, do you have anything for uh, for Underwood? Because you had, you had special stuff for for Ryan, special stuff for Sweet. I don't really know if I can talk about well, me and Underwood can talk about what I would normally talk about because you know we we both uh, we're, we're both changed men yeah so I don't really want to get into the, the gritty details of some oh things you said I'll parents. talk about it <laughs> I don't want to bust him out so I, I mean uh, are we doing a PG thirteen show now I'll bust you both out right now uh, <laughs> go go right ahead <laughs> all right so I'll tell a story about Underwood oh yeah you're up buddy. So listen, my grandmother makes the world famous. Oh no, not the story! Oh my God, can I go hide in a corner? And please let me go hide in a corner. Underwood had this uncanny ability; like he would stay sober all night. Two o'clock comes, bam, he's drunk. And I'm not talking just, "Hey guys, I'm drunk." No, creepy Underwood drunk, pants pissing drunk. <laughs> which I would refer to him. As. So I, I was this is bringing the worst this story ever. As as I call it. You know, grandmas keep Cool Whip bowls. That's her fine china. So she loaded up a Cool Whip bowl full of banana pudding, and I was sharing with everybody at the bar because I was proud of it. You know. Yeah. Well, this drunk you, you asshole. Tell why it's there? Oh, well, that's the last batch she made. Oh, yeah. Don't tell the story. Yeah. Wait, His grandmother this? passed. Oh no, no, she didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to try to make up his old story here. <laughs> No, she didn't. But that is the last, like she's gotten too old to make it. Yeah. Oh, that so was the last batch. yes, that's the last batch. So what did he? What did he do? Well, oh, he no. he 
in true drunk Underwood fashion, he frisbees it across the fucking bar. <laughs> so not only do I not get the goddamn banana pudding, now I have to clean it up. <laughs> and he just he trots off like a fucking leprechaun. That's you know giggling. <laughs> he did do some trotting. And and I was furious. I wanted like like I wanted to do like Rex and turn around and be like, I'll kill myself and you right now. It will be bloody. The one story I can tell that won't get Underwood in trouble is he caught me. Fucking won't get him in trouble. Come on. So I, like I was telling you earlier, uh, karaoke church uh, sound booth, looking directly at the stage, doing uh, Colson's doing karaoke. I don't I don't remember what song it is. Um, but I'm doing something with a, gr- a girlfriend of mine at the time. What are you doing? I'm, I'm making love to her. Or are you making love to her? I was I was I was really making love to her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I hope nobody can see me. And I was like, Yeah, whatever. And Colson's pointing at me, laughing on the stage, and I'm pointing at him, laughing because I'm a man. You're gritting your teeth like freaking Flexing, Christian you know, Bale, yeah, American, American, American Psycho. <laughs> and then uh, and then she's like, um. And I have like a flashlight because you can't really, it's dark in there. So she's like, Are you recording this? I was like, No, I was. <laughs> and she was cool with it I later. Lied, I was. But at the time, but she goes, Yeah, just if you're going to record it, you know, just don't show anyone. I said, That's fine. And then uh, <laughs> she's like, Man, I hope no one knows we did that. I was like, I think we're good. And then I opened the door, <laughs> and Underwood is literally standing there with a flashlight, and he's, he's filming to get our reaction, basically. <laughs> uh, he's got Adam, Underwood, uh, a couple other people, and they're all just clapping for me. Um, so that was that was a pretty fun little moment. I believe that's hey. before I, I secured the actual HR department. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it um, was. Yeah, wow, Gonzo, you want to tell the race? No. Oh, the amazing races that we used to have. Yeah, uh, no. absolutely. I want to. I want to hear this. No. So, oh, what, so on shoulders, never happened. I think at the end of the night, allegedly, this allegedly happened. Allegedly. So at the end of the night, what I would do is host the uh, bartender Olympics. So, uh, you know, I would set up all these obscure obstacle courses through the bar. You know, it would make a little fun cleanup. So you'd have to start at the bar, chug a beer, run to the stage, do a shot, you know, run around the bar, hop over. You know, Tsunami used to have that uh, porch. Porch. You'd have to go up it, go back down. Now, these bartenders have already worked a shift, and they're allowed... A couple shots and drinks through the night. Or yeah, we were allowed a couple. A couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> thing. yeah. Yeah. So Underwood, uh, I think he won the majority of these races. I really did. I, one guy kicked my ass. Wait, was that Fatum? The little Fatum's fat. Redhead. Oh, Adam. Adam. Uh, did a. Uh, Oh, who was the uh, who was the younger guy? Shivers. Shivers. I think Shivers won the last one, or did Adam win the last one? Uh, so Adam was gonna win the last one, but when he you were supposed to chug a beer as soon as you got to the door and hold it over his your head, and I would clear you. And as he started to hold it over his head, you like slapped the glass down and it <laughs> that shattered. Video. So that, that gave video. you time to finish yours, and you you ran through. So yeah. <laughs> So I it, never it, was, it was the it was the beer Olympics where yeah, like it was the beer Olympics. Well, I didn't hear the whole story till now. Thank you. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, you guys were gone at this time, so we had I already closed that. the door. I, I, <laughs> Man, no wonder we're closed. Wait, Worm, wasn't your car parked outside the bar for a while? Wasn't that your car that was parked out there? No, that was Rex's. That was Rex's Mercedes. No, no, no. It wasn't Rex's Mercedes. Like, it was this car parked over there by, like, we used it as an obstacle. One time. <laughs> no, we, like, my car. To, we had to, like, go through the car, you know? <laughs> that was the bus. I don't know. It was on a bus. It was like somebody's broken down car and it stayed there forever. Wow. It got me. Like, we had to go over it or, or I don't know. Under All right, it, I, I have a question for you guys, and sh- just just to see if maybe there's an answer. Okay. No. 
What was the one thing you did at Live Oaks that you should have been fired for? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it. <laughs> let's, start with, let's, let's start with a worm. Honestly, dude, like, mm, nothing. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, I honestly, um, t- to be honest, but to be fair, to be fair, uh, my, my party days are pretty much over by the time I started working at Live Oaks. Except for that one birthday where you have the classic picture. Oh, yeah, picture. I forgot the about classic that. classic picture. Okay, so, uh, yeah, my birthday. It was my uh, my dirty 30, 30, 30 years old. No, you, you, you bring it in good. Yeah, so uh, Beverly Skills was playing. I remember that. Good lineup. And my thing with drinking, my thing with drinking has always been, I can drink all night with, with anybody. But if I sit down and that head goes down, I'm out. You can take me home. I'm shit-faced then. I'm done. That room starts spinning. And so I did that. My head went down, and I'm passed everybody out. And took everybody took pictures with me. Um, and so I get outside, and my my old roommate is uh, is carrying me out, and I uh, I throw up all over her. Do you know you. it didn't rain for three months? <laughs> His vomit was on the freaking. That's what water hoses are used for, you shit. We didn't have a we didn't have a spigot out there. We had a pitcher that we went and poured on. <laughs> you have a microphone in your hand. Oh wait, that's that sweet's got it. Because <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I've been fired. <laughs> I was fired. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I brought you. I brought you back. Yes, I mean I was fired for like a what? I I do re- I, I do remember. I do I do remember. Uh, I I could have been fired because I could have punched this lady in the face. Uh, I remember it was a Friday night. I was up there DJing, and Quincy was was the the guy that always stood on stage with me. And this lady, this lady, uh, seemed like a sweet lady. Uh, she also had two teeth in her mouth, and she came up, and uh, it was around one thirty. Everybody was sweaty. She was sweaty. I was sweaty. And she comes up, and she comes behind. Quincy doesn't see her. Usually, he doesn't let people on stage unless I say, "Hey, yeah, they can come up." So she goes in behind Quincy, and she gets right in my ear. She goes, "Hey." So I take my headphones off. I was like, can I help you? She goes, yeah, can you play Genuine Pony? And spits on my motherfucking face. Right on my cheek. Look, a piece of her spit hit me right here. Like an inch away from my mouth. And I, as Quincy looks over at me and gets all wide, I said, dude, if you don't get her the fuck off my goddamn stage, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. So he, uh, he got her off, and, and I was like, dude, if her spit would have went in my mouth... I would have fucking assaulted her, like I I really would have assaulted a woman. So that's one way that I, that I I would have been fired. I'm sure. Nah, you would have been. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. What about you? How many times you get fired, Squints? Only once. Only once. Yeah. Never um, made it back after that. I don't remember why. I do remember one time oh, Adam calls me and I'm hungover. It's like 2 p.m. He's like, dude, dude, wake up. I was like, what? He goes, um, you gotta get. You remember when Tumblr Tumblr was a thing? Kind of, sort of. Okay. So it was, uh, he goes, hey, quick, I know you're just waking up, you're disoriented, delete your Tumblr right now. I was like, what, what's going on? He's, uh, he said, um, so Ryan Watts, or some girl uh, found your Tumblr and uh, your dick's on it, and and she's showing everyone, including Ryan Watts. Uh, I'm not aware about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's new to me. What were y'all doing in the same room? No, 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 no. He First was all, he was at Doe's. He was managing the restaurant he owns, and this girl that worked for him found my picture of my penis on my Tumblr and shows everyone. What is Tumblr? 
It's like MySpace, but like more secret. I'd, yeah, um, you could share uh, pictures and little quotes. Gonzo definitely shit. knows. Yeah. I mean, um, it's about that life. I would say if I, I could have been fired used, for this one. Um, yeah. I It was the, uh, what was the, the, the DJ, the Too True. Too True was playing. You were working with me. Yes, I was. And uh, I yawned, and one of the guys in the, the one of the DJs uh, really quickly, allegedly, pops in a capsule in my mouth, and it was, uh, it was, uh, X, no. MDMA. MDMA. And like a half hour goes by, and I was like, well, that was a waste. He was like, it's okay, you'll, you'll feel it. You can. So a little bit later, he goes, uh, he does the same thing, pops another one in my mouth, and I was like, this is bunk, man. Are you giving me some, like, are you giving me, like, candy? About an hour later, Michael oh, touches me on my shoulder. And I instantly orgasm pretty much. So he was like, you okay? I was like, oh, my God, don't touch me. And it's like a Friday night. It's no, that was the other one. This is the dick story. Um, so so I, I was like, Michael, uh, Adam, I got to go home, bro. He's like, it's busy. It's Friday night. I said, like, I have to go. So for the next six hours, I only masturbated. And that's all I did. Was this in the lemon time. night? The night that uh, Adam came home or to was a bunch of watermelon? Lemons? This was neither. <laughs> that was wow. neither. Um, and then the, the other one would be a girl bet me she could make me explode with only by only using her mouth. Uh-huh. You know who she is. I sure do. Okay. And uh, yeah, named Jeff. Uh, and she bet me a dollar. So we did a gentleman's handshake. She takes me to the back shack. And she jacks. Jesus Christ. And she and she does her thing while the band's playing. We're looking out the window. Yeah. And, and she and you she, him. she completes the deal. I go back up to the bar. You owe her a dollar. And she comes up to me, wipes her, wipes her face, and wow. she goes, "Where's my dollar?" I was like, "Best dollar I ever spent." First off, she said, "Where's my dollar, bitch?" Mm. So Adam and I were there to witness that, and he's not lying. I believe him. Was her dick bigger than yours? Probably. <laughs> Never got that far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, blowjobs just fall right into your lap, huh? Not, not in that, in that bar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's it's nuts because you know I don't have any stories like that, but it, it's it's not the reason everybody thinks it is because I'm, I'm fat and I'm ugly, but you're not ugly. A lot of like a, a lot of the girls that I've dated in the past years have have thought that. Everybody that works in a bar is a man whore, and and it, it, it can't be further from the truth. That is my issue right there. See, exactly. But here's here's my here's my, my thing though. Here, here's my thing. Okay, everybody thinks that that all girls want the DJ. Absolutely not. The girls want the bartenders. The girls want the bouncers with the big muscles. They don't want the DJ. Being behind a bar, you're the center of attention. You're the fun guy. You're engaging. I'm a, I'm a six normally, I think. But behind a bar, I'm like an eight and a half, honestly. I, I can't make sense of it, but. Okay. I'm just, you know, I. I oh, you I'm, must nothing, be a man. I'm nothing special to look at, but behind the bar, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. I've never oh, in my 24 cute. years have taken a woman out of a bar. Get out. I actually, <laughs> as far as, you know, hooking up. Bullshit. Bullshit. Y'all met up for Starbucks and chill later, huh? Starbucks and chill. So, Waffle first off, chill. Havard, I would say that you look like Keanu Reeves' goofy cousin. Thank you. That's a good thing. Compliment. Okay, okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um. So, give yourself props and take the, take the compliment. Worm, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, yeah, my grandmother loves sweets. 
Squints and sweets. Squeaks. 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 So, uh, Worm, don't be so hard on yourself, man. You're a good DJ, and I'm, I remember a bunch of KDs swooning over you one night specifically. Mm. Yeah, okay. Sure they did. But when you have bartenders like me that feed them enough alcohol, anybody can do it. You've always looked good, man. I knew there was a good, fucking man. twist to that. I fucking knew there was a twist to that. Slick clap. Slick clap. Yes. What did you say, Underwood? I said you've always looked good if Gonzo's bartending. Yeah. That's right. I guess so. <laughs> Our wrecks are havoc. Yeah. All right. got to take a break. Uh, whenever we come back, uh, we're going to have some closing arguments, if you will. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't think of anything else to say. Hang on. It's Live, Laugh, Lollygag with Worm. And Squints. I got banned for 30 days because I posted a, a video of a very large woman chasing someone for a <laughs> bucket of Popeye's chicken or a titty popped out. <laughs> Live, I still want to see this video, by the way. I'll have to find it. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like something I, I would want to see for sure. So uh, we're, we're going to wrap it up. It has been a live, laugh, lollygag. Now, 10 years uh, through the night, uh, through the date, uh, a Live Oaks opened for the first time. So we decided we would do like a uh, <clears throat> a, a tribute reunion show, if yeah. you will. And uh, everybody here seems to be um, – now, the people that aren't here, and why isn't Adam here again? Adam's in Dallas working. Uh, Rex uh, Houston. Rex is in Shreveport on, on, a, on, on the set of a movie. Uh, Fast Eddie is a dickhead and just get, didn't get, didn't didn't get back to me. Um, we, <laughs> well, we, he's like, dude, he's he, he's married with a kid. Man, man, I get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. We, By the I, way, that kid of his looks just like him. Well, looks I like it so. fell right out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, Gonzo's kid looks just like him too. But yeah, like like well, I'm, shit is mine, mine. I don't does know. Mine look like me? I don't know. I don't know. Does it? Does, does your? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever seen your me? kid in person. She looks like me. I don't think I've ever seen your kid in person. To be honest, has your kid peed in a refrigerator yet? No. I want to hear that story. What the I'm fuck? I'm a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that story. Oh yeah, Watts is a grandpa. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fucking cute. So I want to hear the peeing in the uh, in the refrigerator story. He used to sleepwalk. That's all. And you pissed in your refrigerator, Daniels. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But then the, the, there was also a lot of regulars that I – because I, 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 I tagged Melonsky and Laura in it. She, they didn't answer. Oh, the regulars no. kept that in, in, in business. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Daniel's like somewhere around the world or something. Traveling. Crow, yeah. all of them. Yeah, Crow. Apparently he has a job. Nobody knows what – he's like Tommy from Martin. Nobody knows what the hell he does. And then we got we got Watts and uh, and Gonzo over here, uh, Kiki and over something that we have no idea what's going on. Grand I was picture. I was just showing a picture of my kid, oh, okay. a Halloween costume. We can't we can't wait till after the show to do that. Well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, fine, I'm done. Fine, I'm done. Fuck it, we're going live. Right. So I just I just want to give everyone hey. a chance to so we 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 we've told some stories. We we uh, we had some fun and some laughs. Uh, just a closing statement from each one. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I want to thank Ryan for having the bar and you know for hiring me. I guess or for letting me work there. Uh, first, I'd say first year, I thought he couldn't stand me. Uh, and the reason I say he that still is because yeah, he, still he had a dry erase board. We kept up every time he would. Come. Oh my god! Really? I thought I thought he hated me because every time he would come to the bar, he, he would. Uh, what would you say? You're a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we would just tally that up. And uh, then eventually he got really drunk one night. One night and he was like, "You know what? You're you're not a, you're not a pussy. I actually kind of like you." Like, that was like the best best time I had. <laughs> that was yeah, the best. I still time. felt that way though. Yeah, 
Uh, closing arguments for me. Uh, that was some of the some of the funnest nights uh, of my life, DJ in there and, and going to shows. And actually, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Live Oaks could have could have closed down a whole lot sooner than it did. And the reason that he didn't was because of Watts. Watts wanted to keep it going, wanted to continue to still uh, stay open. So that bar would have shut down what three years before it would have normally. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and then, uh, then Under- Underwood, for, Underwood, and Watts kind of stepped in, and for and misunderstood reasons, just clarify that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not going into details. Well, no, I, I'm not asking you to, but but yeah, thank you for for keeping it going as long as you did. Are you talking about the government? No, no. I would okay. never do that. <laughs> I would never talk negatively about the <laughs> Louisiana Seaboard. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> that was that was that was my, that was my home bar, home bar, and I mean, I, like I said, I got I got your damn logo tattooed on my arm for life. So I mean, that was that was, that was my spot, man. I yeah. always cherish it. Absolutely. So uh, so yeah, it uh, it, well, what about you, uh, uh, Gonzo? So I got I got called in and work in that place. I was freelancing as a bartender. I took a, I, I guess I would say I took a sabbatical off of the army. Um, Harrison brought me in, and what I consider the two point crew. Uh, when he was managing, and I've had some of the best times in my life at Live Oaks. It was really a part of my development as a young man uh, into, you know, adulthood, and, and, and I learned a lot of good lessons. Ryan taught me so many lessons. I mean, sweet hell, you've even almost spanked my ass in there a few times. So Giggity. I was Twice. I was like a, a little spoiled kid in a candy shop, and I, I had so much fun. I mean, there's been tons of heart-to-hearts that have been had in that place between me and some of the people in this room. And, and uh, you know, thanks, Ryan, for – thank you and Andy for having that place and letting us – giving us the keys to a castle, uh, so to speak. And, uh, Worm, I still follow your playlist on Spotify from Live Oaks. Oh, yeah, I forgot about – dude, I still have that. Yeah, yeah, I still yeah, follow it. That's, that's fucking great. Yeah, I forgot all about that playlist. Yeah, it, uh, I made a playlist uh, for them to play early in the night. Mm-hmm. Like early uh, before I started DJing, yeah, there was there was a lot of highly suspect, uh, uh, Bullock for soup, Blake one eighty two stuff like that. But yeah, it was uh, yeah, and then uh, sometimes Underwood would let me make uh, playlists for concerts, like pre like pre show. Anytime mm-hmm. you would show up, pretty much, yeah. It's like, hey man, big concert tonight. Can you do it on the fly? Yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, I I, I would have I would have a two hundred a two hundred song playlist done in like ten minutes because you know he only with, had to do ten songs to get to the. The concert, so he <laughs> yeah. had plenty of time to add yeah. to it. Don't act like you were on some fucking time constraints. No, I, I I wasn't, but it was like to me, like anytime I go to a concert and there's shitty fucking music playing before the band, it just brings me down. Like I went to see, uh, who the fuck was it? Uh, it was um, shit. It was like rehab or somebody you, like that. At you Shreveport. know, eighty percent of the crowd come to me and was like, "Who played this fucking?" Shit? <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I, I jokes, jokes. I went Your to this were always great. I went to a, I went to like a rehab show. Uh, it was it was in uh, Shreveport, and they were playing like just the most like like dun- Duncan Sheik barely breathing. Like the people, you know, the people that are there to, to see re- aren't gonna fucking like this. Toto. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anybody likes Africa these days, but fuck yeah. The point being is that yeah, it, you gotta have a good playlist before the show. Sweet, what you got, man? Uh, Live Oaks was just a spot. I mean, I've worked at tons of bars in Monroe for, like I say, so many years. But that was just a spot. I mean, live music was the shit, you know. Uh, Ryan called me. Hey, we need you. I, like, I was there, you know. And how long did we last? What? 
Years. Eight years. Yeah. Eight years. A few years. Broke it up a little bit, but eight years total. And it, it was never that much issue as far as the people. And people would just come in and have a good time. Absolutely. I mean, we, we had our yeah. incidents, you know. I kept a lot of things on a low, you know, like things y'all didn't see me do. <laughs> Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw you do any of that. Exactly. For God's reason. Uh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I just, I just wish we can open something like that back up, you know. You know, I think, t- to be honest, man, and and, the, and I've said this to other people. I don't, I don't really think I've ever said it publicly, but it's going to take something really, really special for I think Monroe's older nightlife to come back because right now, as it sits. There's a couple of bars that are succeeding, but as of right now, Monroe's nightlife is fucking dead, Sucks. and I hate it. Because if you're not if you're not a college kid, there's really nowhere for you to go. I you got you know, you know you know brass is cool and all, but I mean you know you, you want more than one place to go. And I still have people who walk up to me like I mean I miss Labo. Yeah, yeah, I mean there's bars of course like like there's downtown billiards, there's there's brass, but that's it. The Enox. But, it, it, you know, let, let's say you go to Enox and you don't necessarily care for the band that's playing. You know what I mean? Where are you going to go? Like, say say, say if you're a 30-year-old woman and you want to go out with your friends to dance, where do you go? Your living room. Exactly. exactly. Yep. You set up a playlist in your fucking living room. Look, that's where you we, go. I've met people from Arkansas and yeah. Shreveport would come to like Dude, I'm, I'm shit, telling you, you know? I'm telling you, like, it, it really it really shames me to say that. Holy shit, we're late. Uh, it really shames me to say this. Alexandria's nightlife right now is fucking killing it. Absolutely destroying Monroe right now. What are they doing different? Older older people bar. The, the bar that I DJ at in, in Alexandria called Bootleggers, it's it's kind of like it's a countryish bar, but also you're gonna you're gonna have twenty one year olds there, you're gonna have fifty one year olds there, and it's like a melting pot of people. And I play I literally I, I can play a Morgan Wallen song. And come out of it with Ice Cube, and they're completely fine with it. I play, I, and, and the, of course, the more south you go, the more they like Zydeco music, too. Oh, yeah. So, I can play anything over Can't there. Go wrong with anyway, all right, Underwood, do you have any closing statements? Uh, I had fun at Live Oaks. It, it's, it, was, it was wonderful, man. A lot of, lot of memories, a lot of, lot of stuff that I'm extremely proud about. Probably won't sound like it. How about you, how about you get proud of getting into that mic? <laughs> Oh, would you like me to get proud? Yeah, Want me somewhere. to tell you about it? Yeah. Uh, closing statements on LiveX, man. Uh, yeah. You know, I hated that uh, we brought it back and COVID shut it down. Um, I literally asked Ron and Andy if I could tear the stage out for a mental reason to to not want to bring it back. Um, uh, dude, I, I I'm just I'm I'm proud of the the people, the team, the ability, the the the. The, the gratitude from Ron and Andy. I mean, the, the story from Ron and Andy. Andy Andy and Ron agreed to open the bar, and Ron was like, hire Underwood. He's awesome. And he was like, that fuck up? <laughs> Absolutely not. And Ron was like, uh, you got to. He, he'll he'll grow into it. You know, like, it, without Ron, I, I wouldn't have been able to help do what we did. But we couldn't have done it without everybody. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to drag it on. I'm very thankful. It was wonderful. Uh, I'm ready for the next legacy. Absolutely, and it. Uh, what you got? What? My closing statement is: Was that a challenge for him? Absolutely, it was. All right. I'll think Not what it. I thought your closing statement would be, though. I'll think about it. What should Ryan Watts's closing statement be? Worm. I know. Twenty grand. No. 
<laughs> Ryan Watts' closing statement should be. Sounds like a challenge. No. Not what, what I'm looking for. You're I'm a pussy. Done. No. Oh. Titty balls. There we go. You guys have a great night. We will uh, catch you next week for Live, Laugh, Lollygag. Bye.